BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ocean Spurscast, episode 556. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am the host of the Spurscast. Joining me for this episode, right before the NBA season begins, is Project Spurs' founder, Michael DeLeon. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. The preseason panic hasn't set in yet, so I think I'm doing all right. It, it hasn't set in for you? Man, on Spurs Twitter, I've been getting, <laughs> why is Lonnie Walker IV not playing? Uh, you know, the, they're 0-3 and, and all this stuff. Um, yeah, so all right, let's go ahead and get started here. Um, Mike, we're going to kick off uh, this episode by going into some preseason trends. Kind of now that the Spurs have played three um, preseason games, we're going to see kind of what are some trends that we're starting to notice, uh, you know, you know, in these games. You know, we don't want to focus too, too much into them because, again, they are preseason. Uh, a lot of the times the full lineups aren't even out there. Guys are sitting out that are going to be in real games when they start uh, next week. But one, one trend I'm already seeing that's pretty much been very consistent right now, Mike, is, is the starting backcourt. You know, it, it looks like it's going to end up being DeJounte Murray and Bryn Forbes. It's a nice balance for the Spurs. You know, you get a dribble drive kind of creator in, in, in DeJounte, who's still working on his jump shot. You know, it's it's really early uh, with that new form that he's bringing out. And then you balance that uh, with his really good defense, you know, which is superb. I mean, he's just playing really, really well uh, defensively. And then, you know, you counterbalance that with uh, with Bryn on the other side of him, him and DeMar, who's able to shoot threes and and I mean, in a little bit, I'm going to read you some of the numbers about Bryn Forbes' three-point shot right now. But I mean, he's doing really well. Um, so real quick, what are, what are some of your impressions over those two guys? Over the, the Are you surprised that, it's, that it is DeJounte and Bryn Forbes again, probably? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but it, that kind of made the most sense to me. Especially when we start to see that DeJounte and Derek weren't playing together too much. That Bryn is obviously a guy that I think that he... Um, I think he showed the coaching staff last year and showed Pop, you know, what he was capable of and stepping into that role uh, that he needed to to start the season. And I think he ended up averaging somewhere around, I want to say about 12 points a game, which was a, a 
big difference from what he had averaged, you know, the years before. And now he's starting to show that that wasn't just, you know, that wasn't just like a, a flash in the pan type of thing. Like he, he's actually capable of doing that scoring two guards. So I'm not too surprised because DeJounte, even if he struggles with this shot, you know, that Burns always going to be there. Then you've got, you have additional scoring from tomorrow. And I think you just have to have a capable three-point shooter in the lineup there. So Burns, obviously that guy. Yeah, um, you know, I wrote down some notes just so that I wanted to kind of get um, discuss here. Um, you know, for, in, in terms of Dejounte, looking at his offense, um, you know, he's slowly getting more aggressive. Uh, he's he, he's definitely not afraid to get fouled. You know, go hard to the rim, and that's a good sign considering that his confidence is there. Coach Pop mentioned that last night after the New Orleans game, uh, and then he's also showing his cut ability where he can kind of like kind of go right by a guy uh, in transition and get and get a layup or a floater. Um, you know, the jump shot is coming along. I know, I know that was a big thing. Um, you know, Bryn Forbes got, got, got set some high expectations in pre in, uh, training camp when he said DeJounte's, um, jumper is, uh, what do you say? It's money now or something like that? His mid-range oh, yeah. jumper. Yeah. He said it's money now. Well, it's only preseason, but he's three of 11. So 27%. But again, I, I think what Bryn means, means there is that the form definitely looks better. Uh, so, so, you know, the numbers don't quite show it yet for his, his jumper DeJounte, but, but his form is be- definitely there. It's a little bit quicker. It looks more smoother so far in, in the sampling that we've seen. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, he he gives the Spurs some uh, another playmaker who can kind of create for himself, get in the pick and roll. If there's like a you know if it's a one on one possession late in the shot clock, he can kind of go to the rim as well. And and he's demonstrated that alongside uh, Lamarcus and De- Demar Derozan. And then defensively, I mean, you just see what what the Spurs missed last year without him. He's just all over the place, you know, disrupt disrupting possessions, um, getting in passing lanes. Uh, there was a possession against the Pelicans where. Brandon Ingram gets him in the post. He thinks that he has an easy post up. Well, when they throw the entry pass into Dejounte, Dejounte, he's—I mean—into Ingram. Dejounte just scoops it out of the air. Um, I know the, a, a video clip that's been going around on Twitter is that uh, he uh, he blocked Zion Williamson in uh, like a help yeah. defensive play under the rim. I, I didn't even see that. And I was there in person, um, but I mean that's surprising. I, I did see the video footage afterward. Um, the people were showing that he blocked Zion on a play. Um, so again, he's just going to bring a lot more to that team. Uh, and then Bryn. Like I mentioned with Brent, I mean, his first game against Orlando, he scores 24 points. Miami, he didn't play as many minutes, so he scores five points. And then against New Orleans, he ends up scoring 18. Just check this out, this out, Mike. Brent has made so far in three preseason games, nine of 14 three-pointers. Nine out of 14. He's only missed five. And he's responsible for 43% of the Spurs' three-pointers. 43% of, of those made threes are because of Brent. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add there after that? No, just uh, I, I, that's just an incredible, you know, clip that he's shooting at, and, and that's not something that uh, I mean, that's gonna be hard to to keep up, but it's just showing kind of like where he's at, and obviously, he spent a lot of time in the off season, so uh, that it, it, that looks great that he's that he's able to do that, and he looks really comfortable stepping the shots and like finishing in in transition. Um, he'll pull up, and that's something we saw Danny Green doing for years, whereas before it's gonna like actually kind of be set and so now he's able to to do it off the dribble a lot more and uh so i like what i'm seeing there and yeah i mean Brent's that guy that i think everybody was ready to give up on before last season now it's like you really don't have an option this guy is like you know he's he's been responsible for a large part of the offense last year and he might be this year as well so he's definitely making things harder for the um front office staff especially when they have to uh, look at him and his salary after this year 
I think one thing that's really, really impressive about him is that, you know, he definitely adds to his game. Um, You can see that, you know, when somebody tries to run him off the three-point line, he's so comfortable now, either just kind of pump faking and going in for a mid-range jumper, or even last night against the Pelicans, he got all the way to the rim and dunked the ball. I mean, he basically has counters now for when you're trying to take away his strength, which is his three-point shot. Um, Mike, you mentioned this earlier. Because um, Forbes is now basically showing that he's probably going to be the starting two, the impact is that we're not going to get to see that lineup that everyone was excited for the summer in uh, uh, Derek White and DeJounte Murray sharing the court defensively. Um, you know, so far they just haven't had, they just have, Pop has literally hasn't played them at all together um, to start this season. And right now you see that Pop's kind of going more so, even though th- there is probably a lot to gain defensively, uh, he's definitely wants that balance on offense by having somebody with the three point shot out there in Bryn uh, before going yeah. to that, that lineup. Um, however, Mike, you know, you and I are recording this on a Monday uh, evening, and the Spurs do play on Wednesday. The Houston Rockets, with which starts, uh, who starts? Should I say Russell Westbrook and um, and uh, James Harden? Do you think there's a chance that we might see the Derek White Dejounte combo now against the Rockets? That seems like the best opportunity to to get that lineup out there, just because you know, obviously they're they're both very uh, potent scorers and uh, very athletic guys, so that might be the best opportunity. And honestly, I think that's the way it's going to go for the rest of the season. It's going to be kind of based on on matchups because I think any other game, I think Pop likes having a defender out there with the shooter, mm-hmm. and I mean with with the that's kind of the same way with the, the Derek and Marco. Marco's a shooter, but he can get caught defensively a lot of times, and Derek White can kind of pick up that defensive slack. But against a team that has those two guys like that, then that's the one you might have to go to a, a Derek DeJounte lineup because um, Brennan is obviously I – mean, that, that's a tough task for him because he's going to have to take on one of those guys, and either one of them is going to be probably bigger and, and a little bit stronger than him. Yeah, so so now let's let's shift over to um, uh, the uh, the bench unit, the second unit, kind of what's been kind of taking place here. Um, you know, the starting lineup, if I'm assuming on opening night, is probably going to be right now. DeJounte Murray at the one, Bryn Forbes at the two, DeRozan at the three, and then the Spurs are looking like they're going to go traditional with um, Aldridge at the four and Yaka Pertle at the five. So what does yeah. this mean off the bench? You probably have Patty Mills at the one, uh, Derek White at the two, and then right now, Poston playing a lot more Marco Bellinelli at that backup three behind DeRozan, and then either Rudy Gay or Damari Carroll at the four. So what's the impact there is that, you know, over the summer, Lonnie Walker was really impressive in summer league. A lot of people thought he would, you know, this is going to be a huge jump for Lonnie in year two. But, you know, I think it was Colin who first told me this. He's like, don't get your expectations really high. You know how Pop is, his his, his mode of, of making. Yep. He's going to make the young guys like Lonnie have to beat out Bellinelli for his minutes. And that's kind of mm-hmm. showing to be the case. Outside of that opening night game where um, a lot of the guys were off, uh, Lonnie did play 25 minutes that night. Then ever since then, he's only played five minutes in one game, then six minutes. And you've seen Marco's minutes start to increase. You've seen Damari Carroll's minutes start to increase as well. So are you surprised that that um, Bellinelli's pretty much still the backup three ahead of Lonnie? Not at all. And I've tried to explain this to a lot of people on, on Twitter because everybody just seems so outraged about this and talking about how Marco's unplayable. And I'm just like, you have to understand, he's not just going to throw the keys to Lonnie and say, okay, it's yours. I mean, he was injured for a while that he played, you know, in Austin a lot. And so he's got to, he's got to see more than a few pieces in games to just toss it to him and, and turn it over like that. Um, I think, you know, the whole corporate knowledge thing is very important to, to pop and Marco, while he may not be the best defender, you know, that he knows where to be most of the time. And, and Lonnie, the little most, you know, 
obviously the positive outweighs the negative with him. But when he makes mistakes, I mean, he can really get caught sleeping sometimes. And so he's going to have to, you know, I, I'm just not surprised. It, it, it happened kind of exactly how I expected it. And what I told people is I expect that eventually at some point in the season, uh, Lonnie might take over, but it's not going to happen right away. He's he's obviously going to go with the guy he trusts um, overall who's had years in the system before. So I'm not really surprised at all right now. So so one thing I'm looking at, I was looking at the numbers and I was looking at the minutes that Pop's been distributing right now uh, between Lonnie, Bellinelli, Rudy Gay, and, and Damari Carroll. One thing I've noticed is that Pop, like, you know, he's trying to see what, what Damari brings to the team. Uh, he gave him 11 minutes in the second game um, and then and then 17 minutes in, in the in the most recent game against New Orleans. Now on opening night of the preseason, uh, Damari didn't play. He, he was resting that game. However, he and Rudy Gay both play a very similar position right now. They're both playing the four for the Spurs. So I'm actually wondering now if if Pop really, really likes Carroll because of his defense and then especially like how he can shoot the ball as well. He showed that by making three of four threes against New Orleans. If he really likes him a little bit more, he he and he also still needs to give Rudy his minutes. I think there's a chance that perhaps uh, he could maybe just bump down Bellinelli and Lonnie down down the, the depth chart and end up giving Carroll that backup three spot to get you know um, Aldridge's minutes at the starting four and then give Rudy Gay the backup minutes at the, at the backup four. Uh, what do you think about that? Perhaps maybe Carroll becoming that that backup three instead of uh, Bellinelli or Walker. Yeah, and I think this is kind of where Tamari Carroll benefits from coming from systems that are very similar to the Spurs and having, you know, coaches and things that have been in, in the system, I guess, or with the team. And not only that, he's a veteran, he's smart, he knows what he's doing. And, you know, I've actually seen, I knew he was capable of hitting the three, but he's been hitting it, I think, a little more than I expected at this point. And so I think having another three-point shooter that can also defend, it's also kind of a, kind of a leader out there, it's something that he'd like. So, at this point, that that seems like that would be a good move, you know, over, you know, Marco. If if he decides to do that, that seems like that would be a smart move. I mean, you have to kind of create minutes and try to get minutes for for everybody, and that seems like a natural place for him. Where, like you said, Rudy would still get his minutes mm-hmm. um, in the lineup. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that, and, and it, you know, tomorrow might end up start showing a little bit more and, and help in other areas that we may not have expected this season. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's something that we'll definitely monitor to see if perhaps Pop goes with that route uh, in terms of getting um, Marco. Uh, I mean, I mean, getting Carroll some minutes because you know, obviously, he brings the, the plus on on the defensive end where they need some help. Uh, and then that three point shooting is starting to look a little bit better for him. Uh, last topic on the preseason, Mike. I mean, yeah, on, the, on this part of the preseason, should I say? Is I don't want to dig too much into the numbers because it is preseason. I mean, if we really look, if you think about it. No, they haven't really, um, the Spurs really haven't even had their full lineups at all because like at least one star player sits out or a key role player sits out of a game uh, so far to start this. Um, outside of that Miami game, I guess you would say, that second game. Outside to start this. And then we know that Pop, by like the third quarter, midway through, he kind of just pulls all the all the key players that are going to play in the real season and puts in a lot, a lot of different, uh, you know, guys that are going to end up in the G League or, or perhaps guys that are going to end up in Austin uh, that are on their rookie contract. So that's kind of what we're seeing that trend. So it's hard to look at the data and really, really judge it and, and take anything quite away from it. But I did notice that, um, you know, in the first two games, they could only score 89 points. Their offense like, ha- has just been having issues, which again, new players, you know, everybody's trying to figure it out. Not everybody's there. Uh, but then against new Orleans, they looked a lot better. They scored 114 points. They were getting to the paint. They were getting to the free throw line. And I know I'm the person who's the, the math guy who loves the numbers. And, and a lot of, a lot of people, you know, fans and even journalists talk to me. They're like, Oh, you know, you're too much of the numbers. However, I will note, note that 
uh, LaMarcus and, and Rudy Gay were out of that game um, against the Pelicans. They were resting, both of them. Yeah. And the Spurs didn't really take as many mid-range jumpers. They only took 13 total. They only got 10 points from mid-range. And so what was the benefit? There's more space for DeJounte to attack, for DeMar to attack. Uh, Jakob Pertl got some action. And, and they also sh- shot more threes. And, and so sure enough, you saw their, their, their best game in preseason of points in the paint. And you saw their best game of getting to the free throw line, plus their most three-pointers they've made. Um, so just let me just ask you this, Mike. What do you think about the shot selection? Should they really look at that, or do you think it's going to just be what it is, like how it kind of how it was last year? Yeah, I mean, I think we probably have to see a larger sample size before we kind of mm-hmm. like decide on this. But so far, I mean, you're not going to have, you know, the guys that were out are going to miss a, a large part of the season. So, I mean, I expect that it'll probably still be a lot of the same the way it was last year. But if they can, you know, they do have, like I said, those those pieces like. Brand obviously, and, and DeMar, we talked about that can find a little more outside shooting. Uh, that that's great as well, but I think it'll still be, you know, quite a lot of, of mid range shooting. Yeah, most likely. I think I think that's the case as well. Um, and you know, Rudy does definitely takes more threes, and Aldridge has started to at least just taking one a game so far in this preseason. So so we'll see. You know, if they do add that a little bit more. I know, I know Pop was asked about you know adding more threes before the game yesterday, and he did say you know that that is a, an area of focus for them. They do want to add some more outside scoring. Uh, for the team and then defensively like I said it's hard to judge this data because it is preseason basketball um, basically they haven't they haven't looked good defensively overall they've been giving over giving up over 107 points per night um, in, in these preseason games uh, they did look pretty good in the half court on Sunday against New Orleans holding them to 16 points that was lowest they've held an opponent so far in the preseason uh, but and, and Bryn Forbes kind of commented on that he said that the half court defense they played a lot better on Sunday uh, but he says transition, they've just been terrible so far. And that was kind of the case. And it's pretty tough, especially when you're having to guard Zion. Uh, have you taken anything away from the defense just based on this preseason data? No, but so far, I really, honestly, when I watch a lot of times, I try not to, to, to dig into too much just because it seems like it's preseason. And so there's a lot that's probably going to change mm-hmm. before we start seeing, you know, obviously lineups and the, the way they act, start when they start playing for, for real, really. Um, because I feel like sometimes a lot of people look into that stuff a little too much when it's honestly the pre the preseason games are basically popped during lineups and things like that at the wall and trying to see what sticks. And so we really don't know yet. And, and obviously, I think a lot's going to change when they actually tip um, just over a week now against the Knicks. So I think then I'll, I'll probably take away a lot more. Still, a lot of trying to find roles for people also and trying to find minutes. So. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to get at this point, I think. Yeah, no, same here. You know, that's why, I didn't, again, I didn't want to dig too much into it and go go on to all these different directions with the numbers because it's it's not really good data, honestly, because it is preseason. All right, Mike, last section. Let's go ahead and go into the latest news for the Spurs. Um, They did make a a, 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 um, a roster change. They uh, they waived Diedrich Lawson on Sunday after the Pelicans game. That was pretty much expected. He was on an Exhibit 10 contract, which means that now, if he signs with the Austin, uh, with the Austin Spurs, he'll uh, there's like some some benefit where he gets like I think fifty thousand dollars something like that. Uh, he'll basically end up in Austin is is the takeaway there. Uh, after doing that though, the Spurs are going to sign Galen Robinson Jr. Um, he's a six one point guard out of out of undrafted out of Houston. Uh, he will uh, make the Spurs have nineteen players on their roster. Um, this most likely looks like that same type of deal like Jeff Ledbetter where they sign him. They're probably going to waive him pretty soon. And then um, you know, allow him to play in the in the Austin system. Is that kind of what you is that your takeaway from um them signing yeah, Robinson? I, I don't even see him being there Wednesday for the Rockets game, to be honest. Like and I don't know if he'll even make it to a to a practice. I have a feeling he's gonna be signed and then he's gonna be waived. I mean, same thing as like Jeff Ledburn and also 
the other guy was it Matt Farrell? Yeah, I Matt. Think? Oh, that's right, Matt Farrell. Yeah, same thing. Yes. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's just getting the guy. I think really, it's it's just a right deal. They had already signed him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because he hit, he worked out with them uh, before the draft. Went undrafted, so Austin signed him. But this way, it kind of allows him to get that exhibit ten, which allows him to make his bonus plus his salary. And I think it, it uh, allows him to keep his rights. So that's if he plays, I think, or if he stays at least 60 days with the Austin. Mm-hmm. So that's basically that's all that's going to be. Because really, I mean, there's already so much. And I was afraid that as soon as I put this out there, I was going to see like everybody complaining about why another guard. But again, I don't think he's going to really even, even see the uh, any any game time or maybe not even any practice um, action. So. Uh, just going to be another guy in, in San Antonio. I mean, sorry, in Austin uh, for the Austin Spurs next year. Yeah, so that's kind of the case right now. You know, the Spurs, with Galen Robinson Jr., they are going to have 19 players on their roster. However, before the first game begins on October 23rd against the Knicks, they will have to waive two players, and those two players will most likely be Robinson Jr. and then also uh, Dalton Holmes or, or Homus. Some of the guys were telling me how to pronounce his name last night at the game, and yeah, I, I, know. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. So anyway, I'm just going to say I've it. I'm going to stick with Holmes still. I've heard people say it many yeah, ways. So, <laughs> so we'll just say well, that. Well, either way, they're, they're probably not going to end up being on the San Antonio roster. They're going to end up probably getting waived and then playing in, most likely playing in Austin though. So they'll probably be new Austin Spurs players. All right, Mike, thanks for joining me on Spurs Cast episode 556. Spurs Cast listeners, if you are on Twitter, please follow him at mdeleon. Before we head, check, before we leave this episode, I do want to uh, make sure that to remind you all to visit ProjectSpurs.com uh, over on Project Spurs. Ben, ben Bornstein is still getting you ready for the draft. Um, he, his latest piece is called Prospect Watch San Antonio Spurs Positions of Need. So make sure you check that out by Ben. Uh, also, we are, we are providing one of our um, f- uh, free offense and defense game-by-game trackers using preseason data. Now, I know it's just preseason. Mike and I just talked about that. Uh, and this is just kind of give you all, the Spurs cast listeners and, and website viewers of, of Project Spurs, an, uh, an opportunity right now during the preseason, during these first five games, to see what you would get in, in the regular season if you become a Project Spurs premium member. So again, go check out ProjectSpurs.com. Um, click on the link that's called um, Preseason Spurs Offense and Defense Game-by-Game game Tracker. In there, you see some really cool offense and defensive stats uh, after each Spurs game, and I, and I do up update those exactly right after that right after that Spurs game ends as soon as I get that data in and even though it's preseason you know you don't want to take too much away from these numbers I will be providing this to um Project Spurs premium members once the season begins uh, on October 23rd against the Knicks so as soon as that Knicks game ends game ends I'm going to be um you know updating that stat sheet uh, with, with new data of real rec- of real regular season data so make sure you check out projectspurs.com and uh, sign up to become a premium member if you're not already uh, okay, so for, for Michael DeLeon, I am Paul Garcia. Thank you. Have a great day. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 